something, something. Check out Holmberg's Morning Sickness podcast at 98kupd.com. Although, so far, and I have not gotten one, and that means that we've whittled our audience down to a, gr- a decent group of human beings. Not one <laughs> woman has called and said, you're disgusting. I can't believe you. You can't. Be- no, you're all in on it with us, and I appreciate that. That is a sign that we have narrow-casted our audience into a group of people we can hang out with and trust, and we don't have these weird, uptight nuns hanging around tuning in. That's the danger of radio when you're one of those all-for-one stations, and we ain't, man. <laughs> we, we don't want all of you. We don't want all of you. There's a bunch of you I'd love to get rid of you. Uptight weirdos that can't have any fun or overlook something. Just get over it. Uh, but you get to be like that mix or the best station where you got to appeal to everybody and then the, the slightest little slip-up or opinion you give that changes the world. Like, it's just somebody's opinion. You don't have to lose your mind over it. It's okay to disagree. Right, but not on the best station. If she went out and said, well, that's because of the Jews. I mean, she's done forever. We can say it because, you know, it's because of the Jews. We know who's doing it. We work in media. But, yeah, we don't want all you, but that's good. The period talk left me feeling better about all the females that listen to KUPD. None of your uptight lunatics are going to write some horrible letter about. I made a good point with that poop thing, I think. Pooping's natural, too. We don't have poop pants. And if you do as a man, hey, by the way, we're making fun of women for this whole time. If you got skitters, Brady, breaking strips, you got those in your pants, don't throw them in the laundry. Wash them by hand in the sink or something. Or if they're bad enough, throw them out. If you can't control the cleanliness of your behind to the point where you're using your underwear as a buffer zone to not get on your pants, you're disgusting. And women, I'm on your side with that. If, if you're doing the laundry at the house and you're looking at your husband's underpants, I mean, what in the world is the motivation to go down in that area and play around with your mouth if this dude's all day long shooting streaks into his pants? That's gross, too. And men, if you have that, you don't just act like it's natural. It's the same as the period panties. Clean it up. No skitters. You're a grown-up for crying out loud. Brady, Brett, you've both gotten very quiet on me. I'm worried about your underpants right now. Pristine. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I don't think yours are because of what you eat. Like, what, like you eat a lot of meat. Ever since the bidet. Yeah, well, the bidet is good. That's good. But, I mean, like, right now, like, I'm pretty sure you're probably leaking a little bit of last night's rib juice in there. <laughs> no. Because I'm telling you, since this cleanse detox thing, eating clean food, I, I don't think I ever need to buy toilet paper again. Really? Nothing happens. It's great. It all just flies out. You're like, all right. It's it's good quality poo by a definition on the internet, and then you go back and try to clean up, and there's nothing there. You're like, well, that was easy. That's what made me think that you know, a vegan girlfriend's a good idea. If I was gay, I'd only date vegans because no ants on a log, you know. Nah, I did that once. <laughs> Dated a vegan yeah. girl. Yeah, that was terrible. The, I I think I'd rather put up a little ants on the log rather yes. than her food problem. Yeah, dating a vegan would be awful because it's pressure. Like, you, you eat uh, all these conversations about how you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? Rancid garlic. Here, I made you some meatless meatloaf. The, no. The why? Why? What's the point? That's my beef with vegans, pardon the pun, Yeah, is that they uh, try to make their food taste like meat. Yeah. I'm fine. Like, the stuff I'm eating right now, there's not a lot of meat in it. Right. But it's not pretending to be anything other than what it is, which is vegetables and quinoa. It's like, this is what it is. Yeah. It's not. It's not piled into a mash and looks like a pork chop. It isn't. We're not eating that. So try not to – that's an admission to me that she wants meat. Right. Absolutely. That's all it is. The the fake steak and the impossible burger. Just Beyond. eat a burger. Yeah, knock it off. But, yeah, the vegans, I mean, their butts are clean. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Is that true in your case with your vegan? I don't have that anymore. Thank God. No, no, no I'm just saying when you did. Spotless uh, ass? 
yeah, yeah. She was an asshole, <laughs> but you know, other than that, I mean, she, you know, <laughs> she was a clean one. Yes, yes, yes. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> she was an asshole, though. She was. Yeah. How long did you date her? Uh, I think a year and a half. No or kidding. Like and that. when did you yeah. realize she's an asshole? Uh. About a year in, I'm no like, kidding. Oh man, it's six this, months. This, of this brought as a lunatic, and what yeah. was what brought it on? Like what was uh, okay, was, and then there, wasn't. No, nah, there was as many things. Oh, there's a lot. Oh going yeah, on. yeah, there's a lot, of, yes. a lot of behind the scenes stuff that probably shouldn't go on the air. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> but her butt was clean. It, it was. It yeah. was. I'm curious. I'll tell you off the air. Oh man, <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> the ants were actually carrying celery. <laughs> oh, there they were. She was that vegan. Yeah. That she had a little farm going. <laughs> It just came out celery. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> God, I got so many questions about you and your vegan girlfriend. Where'd you meet her? Vegan hut? Uh, Can't say. No, it. do you want to? Yeah. What, what do you think she says about you right now? She probably says I'm an asshole, too, okay. which is fine. Yeah. Were you? Towards no, I'm not. Well, at the end, I was. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. When did this happen? I mean, how long ago was this? She's named the horror for a reason. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Wow, <laughs> she's got two nicknames. Oh, yeah. Well, my friends will even they'll, they'll like mention her real name, and then then I'm like, who? And they're like, you know, the horror. Like, oh yeah, oh. yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that one, yeah. But I told my mom that one time. She like she busted me in the head with a comb. She had a comb. She had a comb. No, yeah, because yeah. she's like, well, you know, so and so, and I'm like, who? And she goes, you know, so and so. I'm like, oh, the horror. And she's a bash. Smacked you in the face. Smacked me with a comb. That's a good mom. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That's your sister you're talking about. <laughs> I'd rather been with my sister. Oh, God. Yeah, right. that's what I'm this saying. This is a bad date. All right, well, <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a second date, but if you uh, want, no. we'll pay for no, it. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I told Larry, I, I, this is a good thing we're doing here at KUPD, uh, the adopt a roadie thing. People aren't paying attention to a lot of jobs that seem like side sidelight jobs. They're not. A lot of people are roadies and, and uh, in the... Uh, Music and concert and live events and stuff have taken a beating. And these people oh, make yeah. a living off this. And it's not a side gig. Roadie is a job. Uh, working live events is a job. Mm-hmm. These guys do it. And you think about all the live events that come through, you know of about 13 or 14 guaranteed. But every day, these people are doing work. And there's a lot of people in you trouble. You could be on a uh, two-year, even a one-year tour. And right. all of a sudden, that ends six right. months into it. It's not like you can jump onto another one because they're all done. Good roadies can get on and do yeah. their thing, and they stay on these things. But there's but no options. Beyond roadies, sound guys at clubs and this kind of stuff, that, that that's our, our gig, you know? Our, our, uh, our buddy Barbecue Bob, he, he, worked, <laughs> oh, he, right. he worked a lot of those shows and you know, yeah. over at uh, the Pavilion and over at the Marquee and stuff, yeah. and he's been out of work forever, too. Not only that, the people that put these shows on. Right. The folks, you know, they've yeah. had to try to figure this out. And uh, we are a music station. We are uh, in tune with that kind of stuff, and we are definitely concert-driven. We mm-hmm. haven't had one in a year now. So uh, the Adopt-A-Roadie thing is going on, and it's pretty great. Uh, hashtag Drinkin' AZ, Jack Daniels, Sweet James, Safeway Albertsons, Nourishing Neighbors, Community Relief, and the Big Red Radio getting together uh, for Adopt-A-Roadie, collecting funds and food for Musically Fed. It's a local charity providing food and essentials to all of the out-of-work live event concert industry. When you hear that, and you're like, ah, how many is it? It's a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I was blown away when I saw the actual numbers of people like this whole industry, like the people that put these shows together, the people that work the venue. We get a lot of venues. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. So if you want to help out, uh, it is kind of a, an interesting little niche thing that these people are struggling. And there's no end in sight for the concerts right now. I mean, the reason why you see all these like super spreader events when this country stuff will come to town, they're like, we're doing it, is because they, they're starving. And they're like, if you guys are willing to show up, we'll put the show on. 
and it's not right, but I understand why they're doing it. They, you know, they need a paycheck. Uh, so this helps out. If you want to uh, know how to help uh, and a list of needed items, it's not just money. 98kupd.com, and this jumps right into Musically Fed, which I think is cool. The Adopt a Roadie programs at 98kupd.com if you want to check that out. I heard Larry talking about it yesterday, had a few words with him about it, and understood a little better. I didn't realize how big a deal this is. It is. And there's certain things, I don't know, I guess it's because it sounds like such a fun job that, you know, you're like, well, what else, what else can you do if you're a 50-year-old sound guy and you run, you know, yeah, you can go to Home Depot and get a job, but eventually there's you're going to run out of those things. If it's there. It is crazy at our shows when you're, when you're walking around backstage and stuff and just seeing all the people that it takes to put those five guys on stage. Exactly. It's amazing. Oh, backstage is is 70 people running yeah. all over to put a couple dudes who did nothing other than write the music. And they don't lift a finger anymore. Yeah, they just show up. And they bring their own. But there's a lot of local people that are involved in getting those people organized. It's crazy. And it is a madhouse backstage. It's no fun. I've never, I, I always thought backstage would be fun. It's the least fun place at a concert. I, people, I went backstage past them. Like, it's the least fun you'll ever have at this show. Stand close to the stage, enjoy yourself, drink beer, go nuts. Backstage sucks, especially the meet and greets, which are fun. Yeah. Just for, but you're just walked through, and you are. And the reason why is because there's so many people back there that have to shuttle you from A to B to C and get you out of there because you'll get in the way of all the chaos. I think it's fun to see once, and then you realize I don't ever need to do this again. Yeah. We do a good backstage at our U Fest because we usually keep it like an acre. Yeah, so our I, backstage I, is huge. We usually keep it yeah. relatively late. But like back. out at the pavilion and stuff, oh, it's 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 a madhouse back there. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing about it's fun. And plus, being backstage, you can't hear the band. Right, you hear the monitors, you don't hear the sound. So it's like oh, I'm missing the show to just stand here and be close to these guys. It uh, so, and I tip my cap to all those. Those uh, recovering alcoholics who are now roadies <laughs> and uh, working on these concerts. Yeah, it's a tough time. So uh, if you want to help out and you want to find out what it's about, 98kupd.com. Click on the Musically Fed thing and uh, do that. If you like music and you like uh, hearing new stuff and going to shows, these people need it. So uh, it's it's not just cash. It's not just some ask for cash. They need some help. So it's a pretty cool thing. I know Fitz is doing a ton with it. So uh, stay tuned to the Big Red Radio, and we will uh, tell you more about it as time goes on. We got the hot releases coming up in just a little bit. It's 98. <laughs>